advantage of the day. Okay. When you get an opportunity in this game, you make a play. Yeah. The playmakers on three. One, two, three. Touchdown, Kansas City. The Chiefs are right in the thick of it, baby. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Defending the Kingdom, coming to you from training camp here in St. Joseph, Missouri, on the campus of Missouri Western State University. And by the way, this episode of Defending the Kingdom brought to you by the awesome people here at Mosaic, who are the presenting sponsor of the Chiefs while they're here in St. Joseph. They're incredible, actually. A great group. Their holistic pr uh, approach to healthcare is awesome. They really serve the entire region, whether it's southeast Nebraska, like think of Falls City here, or uh, southwest Iowa, oh gosh, Clorinda, Shenandoah, uh, northeast Kansas, Troy, Wathena, Highland, and of course here in northwest Missouri. Let's throw in Burlington Junction and Tarkio. Uh, but it all centered right here with the folks at Mosaic. And also brought to you by your new best friend, Ticketmaster. Because check this Chiefs home schedule, the best ever maybe in the 64-year history of this franchise. And also um, check out those road games because that's become very popular to do in the Chiefs kingdom. So Mitch Holtis with your voice the Chiefs. Matt McMullen, senior team reporter. Here we go from here in camp. And uh, look, before we do anything, we're going to jump into the wide receiver room in this episode Let's go around the world. Let's go around the world. The first trivia question for you. What's the high school mascot in Burlington? Do you Kansas? know? Kansas? Yeah. No, 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 no. Missouri. Oh, Missouri. Wow. Ooh, you got me on that one. Kansas <laughs> is the Wildcats. Uh, <laughs> I drove through it a few weeks ago. I was going to St. Louis. Oh, I don't know. The Bears. Give me a get. I need to. I don't remember it. I was thinking if you oh, did. Shoot. We'll, we we'll, look circle, it up. we'll circle back on the next episode. You guys can <laughs> give it back to us, but <laughs> hate it when I miss those. So. Uh, anyway, let's go around the world. So we have Mike and Joy Farr. Uh, I met Mike and Joy, actually, uh, a few days ago up here at training camp. I met Mike nice. uh, one day, and then Joy was there the second day. Uh, they're celebrating Joy's 40th birthday. So happy birthday uh, to Joy. They're from western Nebraska out there in Broncos country, but they represent the kingdom out there, which we appreciate. Uh, we've got Mac from northern Virginia. Uh, heard from Charles from Ramstein Air Base in Germany. I met Charles when we were at one of the... Uh, the PXs, or I guess the BX, on base. Uh, Dante Hall and the cheerleaders were signing some autographs, and Charles came up to me and uh, talked about how he was a kingdom defender out there in Germany. So shout out to Charles. Thanks for listening, man. Uh, we've got Terry from Oyster Creek, Texas. You ever been to Oyster Creek? No, but I want to now. So do I. And by the way, Prost, right, yeah. to our uh, German friend. Absolutely. Uh, Diane is in Aubrey, Texas. Uh, Bob is in Littleton, Colorado. Uh, we've got Anthony uh, from Brewston, Tennessee. Love these small towns. Rocky Top. Uh, Alan is in Queensland, Australia. We've heard from Alan before. Uh, Joe is in Nevada, Missouri. Thank you. Good there we job. Go. Yep. Home of Stevens College. Not Nevada. Nevada. Uh, Elizabeth is in Buenos Aires. Uh, we have Nancy uh, coming to camp on August 7th with her mom, who is 94 years old. 94 years old. Uh, her mom's name is Therese, and she's a huge fan. And happy birthday to you, Therese, 94 years old. Uh, Peter... Uh, met my mom and left a very nice note uh, a few days ago on our YouTube page. Apparently, they had a great conversation, but he's met my mom out in the world somewhere. So, Peter, I'm glad you met my mom of all people. She probably gave you a business card and told you all about how her son was <laughs> the Chiefs reporter. So, thank you for talking to my mom, Peter. She probably Your really enjoyed awesome, that. Your mom's awesome, by the way. And she just travels the world and sees people. <laughs> uh, today, actually, at camp, I met Mike from Stewartsville, Missouri. Yeah. And also, I met Michael uh, today with his future son-in-law. Michael is from Chicago. I uh, brought a son-in-law here, a future son-in-law from Boston, uh, just to enjoy uh, a day at Chiefs camp. So, that's our around the world's. Uh, for today, and actually, Michael is celebrating his 60th birthday. So, happy birthday 
to Michael. What better way to spend it than a day at Chiefs camp? And a converted Patriot fan. He grew up in Salem, Massachusetts. Uh-huh. And he has now decided to take the Chiefs kingdom. Uh, feels like a front runner to me, right? <laughs> That's okay, oh, though. Let's win six titles with the Patriots. Let's go win another couple with the Chiefs and get some more here. But That's all right. That's okay. We'll take you uh, in the realm of kingdom defenders and, of course, in the Chiefs kingdom. The most talked about room in, in the NFL, the vernacular is the room when we talk about position groups, is the wide receiver core. Now, let's go back two years ago. When everybody thought the Chiefs would go, oh, I don't know, three and fourteen, <laughs> and truthfully, they had to they they had to replace uh, thirteen hundred receiving yards and one hundred seventy targets for Tyreek Hill. Okay, one of the answers was Juju Smith-Schuster last year, one hundred and one targets, over nine hundred yards receiving, couple touchdowns. He had the big catch and run against Buffalo uh, in the regular season. Now Juju is a Patriot. Speaking of the Patriots. So now what happens to the wide receiver room? Let's break these guys down into groups here because everybody wants to know. Now let's be honest. Let's just really be honest here. The reason you want to know, fantasy drafts are coming up. <laughs> Don't Matt and I are no longer tricked by this. Hey, who's the WR1? Who's looking good? Because they so much want to take a chief wide receiver for their fantasy team. It's just buyer beware. Take Kelsey or Mahomes. But you never know who's going to be the receiver who will jump up. And that's by design. That's the way Andy Reid loves it. It's almost a good thing. And this is something that Patrick Mahomes talked about last offseason when all of a sudden Tyree Kill wasn't here anymore. And Patrick said, hey, every single game it's going to be somebody else. Some days it will be Juju Smith-Schuster. Some days it will be Mark Valdez-Scantling. Some days it will be Sky Moore. And guess what happened? Exactly that. Think about the AFC title game last year where all of our receivers were hurt except for Marquez, and he has the game of his life. He helps win that game uh, for the Chiefs. Or think about the Super Bowl where Sky Moore catches his first touchdown as a professional in the Super Bowl. So when you have so many different weapons on offense, they're all capable. The defense has to respect all of them. It doesn't matter if maybe you don't have the number one guy. You have six receivers who can all go out there and make plays and punish the defense and once again we're seeing that in this camp now I mentioned six receivers the Chiefs have never kept more than six receivers in the coach Reed era so we look at all the players on this roster right now I believe there's 13 receivers in this camp mm -hmm. there's good players who are fighting for those final roster spots and that is a good problem to have when you're the Chiefs where you have numerous players who maybe on other teams would make those rosters and they're fighting for a spot here it's a good problem to have once again for the Chiefs. We're seeing great competition uh, throughout this camp. We'll talk about some of the names here uh, over the next several minutes. And again, understand, and we've talked about this before, but it's a key piece if you're going to talk about the wide receivers of the Kansas City Chiefs. It's almost like they have to learn three languages. Think of Mike Williams of the Chargers, a really good X receiver, meaning lining up on the line of scrimmage. Uh, but these guys in this system are asked to learn everything. You're not a Z, you're not an X, you're not a slot, you're all of it. And you could be four wide, you're going to be in trips. There's just a lot of things that are demanded of these guys. So let's talk about the four guys who were here a year ago. Um, and you mentioned Marquez Valdez-Scantling. That six-catch, 111-yard game against uh, Cincinnati was fantastic. And his touchdown, still see him kind of backing in on his backside into the end zone uh, <laughs> against the Bengals. But let's just group these guys together because Sky Moore, to me, I might be as, as excited about Sky Moore. Don't want to get ahead of myself. But so far, this spring and summer and in this camp and in pads, you can see where Sky Moore could be very productive 
uh, in this group. Kadarius Toney, 65-yard punt return in the Super Bowl. Remember his little hop on one leg uh, in against the Jaguars during the regular season for a touchdown. KT, former uh, first-round draft pick, knee injury right now. Uh, he had some minor surgery, still waiting to see when uh, Kadarius Toney will be back. Uh, and then you throw in Justin Watson, who might be the most underrated of this four group uh, that I'm mentioning that was here a year ago. Go back and watch his 41-yard touchdown against the Chargers. Set the tone for the Chiefs in that game. 67-yarder. Talk about setting the tone in a vital game over the Raiders in Week 18. Uh, that was early in the game. And then his big play in the playoffs uh, when he had a 13-yard catch against Jacksonville, if I'm not mistaken, that the Chiefs needed. So um, you look at... This, these four guys that are coming back, and you're going, gosh, who's the Juju Smith-Schuster in this? Who's the Tyree Kill in this? Well, just look at them collectively and realize that they all have made strides in this camp. Well, I'll start with Marquez because he really has made strides, I think. Marquez is a veteran in this league, but still, Coach Reed's offense is difficult. And you think about where he was this time last year. He's just trying to learn the offense and figure out his role on the team. Well, now he knows the offense. He's comfortable in it, and he can really expand on it. So let's talk a little bit about what Marquez did last year. We talked about his great effort in the playoffs, but even during the regular season, he had seven catches of 25 or more yards last season. That was second on the team behind only Travis Kelsey, and his 16.4 yards per catch led the team and ranked fourth in the NFL. So he was obviously a deep threat. Where do you expand on that? Well, one thing I've seen in this camp is Marquez and Patrick Mahomes, I think their chemistry is improving every single day. And it takes a whole season really to get to know somebody. And I think we saw it toward the end of last year, they were really getting in sync and we're seeing it even more so uh, during this camp because we're not just seeing big plays deep down the field, which we know he can do. We're seeing deep touchdowns down the field where he's Patrick Mahomes is hitting Marquez in stride. It's not just a jump ball 40 yards down the field. I'll still take the jump balls, but I think the next step for their evolution as a duo is those deep passes downfield where Marquez catches it in stride and it's a touchdown. So we're seeing that here in this camp. We've seen that happen uh, several times, which is very exciting. Justin Watson to me is an example of a guy who maybe if you don't know who some of these players are in the spring, they can emerge during training camp and, and make this football team. That's what happened with Justin last year. I don't think a lot of people knew who Justin Watson was uh, in May of last year, but of course he had a great offseason training program, great training camp, great preseason, made this team and caught 15 passes for 315 yards, two touchdowns, and averaged 21 yards per catch. How can he now grow going into his second year with the Chiefs? And we're seeing growth from him as well. And speaking of Justin, Justin mentioned that no one had a better spring than Sky Moore. He said Sky was outstanding throughout the entire offseason training program. We saw it ourselves and agree with that assessment. Just a huge volume of work for Sky, and he made the most of it. He took advantage of every opportunity. I think I mentioned last week about how I talked to Dante Hall uh, over the summer and asked him, can big plays in the Super Bowl and the AFC title game by Sky, can that really elevate his confidence moving forward? He said, absolutely it can. And I think so far we're seeing that put into action uh, over the course of this training camp. So Sky needs to keep it going, but I'm very encouraged by what we've seen from Sky and all the returning players from last year and the receiver core. Yeah, as am I. Here are the requirements, though, to be a wide receiver for Andy Reid in this offense. One, be a chain mover. What Juju Smith-Schuster did last year, chain mover, tough catches. It's not just about winning, again, trying to win your fantasy league. This is winning reality football. It was the big reason the Chiefs won the Super Bowl last year. 
And two, you have to be able to be a contributor on special teams. Think about Kadarius Tony's 65-yard punt return, longest punt return in Super Bowl history. Uh, Sky Moore's punt return against Cincinnati. Justin Watson being a potential four-core special teams player. Uh, you have to get the confidence of Patrick Mahomes. All of these guys are working on that. Patrick's more confident with these guys uh, than he was a year ago at this time. I mean, that's obvious. And then also to know all the wide receiver positions. You're not just an X, slot, or Z. You have to know them all, which segues in to the next group of guys. And this is uh, second-round draft pick Rasheed Rice. Last year, one of the top receivers productivity-wise in FBS at SMU. Uh, Justin Ross, who was the uh, was amazing for Clemson in the national championship game, and if he's done in the NFL, he can be social media influencer because for whatever reason, social media is enamored uh, <laughs> with Justin Ross. They love him. Okay, just be patient, see how this works. And then Richie James, Jr., a veteran who last year had some big productivity uh, with the New York Giants. He was the kick returner for the San Francisco 49ers in Super Bowl 54 uh, when the Chiefs made their big push and rally they tackled Richie James twice inside the 20 uh, on two different t returns in that rally. And when I, we first signed him, his first day in the building, I saw him. I said, Richie, thank you for not returning those kicks. <laughs> but he's tough and feisty. Go back to the requirements I just gave. These guys now have to fill in those boxes. They have to check those boxes. Can I make a catch, tough traffic, and move the chains? Not just big plays. Two, can I be a special teams, teams contributor? All of them have to be, even on coverage plays. Uh, can I get the confidence of Patrick Mahomes on a consistent basis? And can I learn every receiver position? For young guys, that's a work in progress, but that's where I'm at with those three guys. Before I jump into these players, I'm going to go off the rails for a moment. This has been driving me crazy our whole episode. Brookfield, Brookfield, Missouri. Not Burlington. Not Burlington. Brookfield, Missouri. Do you Brookfield. know who the mascot is? Oh god, they're the uh, they well they play New Cambria. They play the Bell against Marceline. There's some big game that they have. I uh, should know. Uh, oh, I'm going to get clobbered on this. I know the answer this time. You do this one. Yeah. Uh, they're <laughs> it's like been consuming the, me the whole episode. Uh, give me the first letter. B. It's alliterative. Uh, Bruins, Bears, Bears, Bulldogs. Bulldogs. The Brookfield Bulldogs. Close. We got it. This yeah. would drive me crazy all day. Yeah. Anyway, let's keep talking about the, receivers. But Brookfield's, uh, <laughs> yeah, they've had great tradition. They play for the bell against somebody or the club or something. they got a big rivalry. All Brookfield right. Bulldogs. Let's go to these three guys because <laughs> they have to check those boxes, Matt. Yeah, they do. And Richie James is one that I'm very excited about because if you look at Richie James, look at what he did last season uh, with the New York Giants. Set career bests and catches with 57, receiving yards with 569, and touchdowns with four. He would have ranked third on the Chiefs in catches last season for some context great speed and agility and we've seen that during this camp lots of juking out defenders stuff like that but I don't think we should pigeonhole him into the role of just being like a jet sweep guy or something because he did a lot of stuff with the Giants that really impressed me that really showed that he can do a, a wide array of things one of them being going over the middle and making tough catches 53 percent of his receptions last year were over the middle shallow over the middle catches like think about slants on third down trying to move the chains and he was sure-handed only three drops on 67 targets last season that's the kind of player we're looking for if we're trying to find i don't want to say a replacement but if you're trying to fill the void left by juju smith schuster Guys like Richie James can fill that role. Maybe he doesn't do it all the time, but he can do it. He showed that he could do it in New York. So very and excited about him. And let's throw in punt returning on that. To me, by the time camp is over, 
it would be awesome if Richie James Jr. is the punt returner and you're not wondering, gosh, could it be one of five guys? It would be nice if he won that job. That's why preseason games are going to be big. He's proven he can done it. He can do it. He had a couple of fumbles last year. Uh, but he's got 75 career punt returns. Sure, he can do it. 24 just last year. So we know Richie James can do it. I think Coach Tobe said a few days ago that Richie right now is the leader in the clubhouse to be the punt returner this season. Has to hold on to that job, but certainly has a great shot uh, being our punt returner this year. Then you look at Rasheed Rice, uh, 55 overall pick uh, out of SMU. Just a huge season for the Mustangs last year. I've been very encouraged by his steady growth from when we first watched him in rookie minicamp in early May to now. It's just very clear that he is way more comfortable already in this offense and in this scheme than he was just a few months ago. And that's what you want to see. You hope by now guys are getting used to things, and Rasheed certainly is. Uh, we know what he can do deep down the field. He had 16 contested catches last year, top vertical jump of any receiver at the Combine. We know he can do that. But one thing I'm very excited about, go back and watch night two of the draft, the press conference afterward. Assistant General Manager Mike Borgonzi mentioned that Rasheed is like a running back in the open field. That's one of the things that really drew them to selecting him, is he's violent in the open field. He's like a running back, right? He's not just a receiver that catches it uh, and gets tackled. Well, he can do it after the catch deep down the field, sure. But one area that gets kind of lost in that is think about things like jet sweeps, pop passes, quick screens, things like that. He can excel in that area. And we saw it just a few days ago in this camp where he took a quick end around, took it around the edge, big gain deep down the field because DBs can't tackle this guy. He's built like a running back. So I'm not sure what his role will be immediately, but we know Coach Reed loves to put guys in motion and, and use players like that. And I think Rasheed can fill that role very nicely early on in his career. And I think if he's comfortable doing that, I think he'll expand from there. Yeah, he's, I mean, we've seen the, uh, how the Chiefs use those jet sweeps or that motion action to create the geometry uh, in getting guys open, which he's... Uh, uh, Coach Reed is amazing at, quite honestly. And then Justin Ross, uh, hey, you already know about him. You, you want to invite him to your family reunion or prom uh, because everybody – but we've seen glimpses. And I just, we yeah. just want everybody just to pump the brakes because, um, as we mentioned our live stream, if you were able to watch that earlier in camp, everybody wants the WR1. They want, the, they want to take a chief in the fantasy draft. And just buyer beware. Kelsey, Mahomes, yeah. But you just <laughs> never know who it's going to be. But there's enough there from Justin Ross to get excited about it. Just don't get too excited. Just let this work. And I understand the excitement for Justin Ross. If you go back to, what, 2018 when he yeah. was a freshman at Clemson, the guy looks like a future first-round pick. Yeah. The issue was injuries. He had injuries that just got in the way of him building on that uh, reputation at Clemson. Ends up going undrafted uh, last year. Uh, but the Chiefs take a flyer on him. They're like, let's see what he can do. Unfortunately, got hurt uh, last year. I think it was just a lingering injury from something at Clemson. It was a foot injury. Couldn't go last year. Was placed on injured reserve like the first day of camp. But he's healthy now. He's been healthy all offseason. He looked good in the offseason training program. And I'll give him credit. He's looked really good in this camp. Handled a variety of roles. And this is his opportunity. This is his chance, and I think he's making the most of it. Uh, he's a big, long, physical receiver who can go up and get the football. And uh, whenever you're an NFL team, you can use players like that. So we'll see what he can do throughout the rest of this camp, if he can stay healthy and if he can impress in the preseason. But uh, the Justin Ross experiment, I know on social media the hype is unreal, but 
part of it is real. You know, he's playing very well. He has to earn it, though, and have to, has to continue playing well throughout this camp. There's 13 receivers in this camp. We'll close this way, and I'm just going to gloss over these guys, not to, not to uh, disrespect, but one of those things when you pay attention to Matt and me during the preseason games, me on radio and Matt down on the sideline, and you pay attention to the third and fourth quarters, please, because these are going to see those guys, and you never know. Uh, Ty Freivogel uh, is one of those guys. Cornell Powell played at Clemson. Uh, back in, or he's been around here for a while. Amir Smith-Marset was actually activated by the Chiefs late in the year, can play special teams, was a good player at Iowa. Uh, we've even seen a Ty Scott sighting out here. We saw him in the spring and summer, Missouri State Bear. Uh, and then Kakoa Crawford, who played at Michigan and before transferring to Cal, but that kind of completes that wide receiver room. But overall, it is a work in progress. I'm just going to tell you, though, buyer beware. You're getting ready for your fantasy draft. Take Kelsey or Mahomes. The others, play reality football with these guys because you never know who's going to be the hero week to week. And I just can't emphasize enough, like you said, watch the third and fourth quarter of these preseason games for a couple of reasons. First of all, just the human spirit. I mean, these players have dreamt their whole life of playing on an NFL field, and they're going to have an opportunity to do that here uh, in just a few weeks. And some of them are going to surprise us. There's going to be players that maybe they don't make the initial 53-man roster, but they stick around on the practice squad. There, there goes your notes. <laughs> there has to be. It's going to be a gust of wind and a storm. Uh, but these players are going to stick around on the practice squad, and one of them will get, be called up probably in week eight or week nine, and they're going to make a play that uh, helps the Chiefs win a football game. And one player that we've watched a lot uh, that kind of fits maybe into that realm is Nico Remigio at uh, a Fresno State. Had a really nice uh, senior year at Fresno State. 74 receptions for 852 yards, six touchdowns. Uh, also had two punt return touchdowns. Uh, slot receiver uh, during his time in college. He played at Cal as, as well as Fresno State. 84% of his snaps were in the slot, but he was really good uh, during the initial part of training camp. That's just quarterbacks and rookies. I think he was one of the stars of that period. And he had a great leaping catch just a few days ago during a one-on-one -on -one period that uh, made the rounds on social media as well. So players like Nico, who maybe you don't know a whole lot about, they're impressing here in this training camp. They're going to do their best here in the preseason and show what they can do. And even if they don't make the team right away, remember their names because at yeah. some point one of them will make a play that helps the Chiefs win a football game. I'm going to tell you where Remigio, and you know I loved him uh, uh, during the spring and summer, is he is an accomplished punt and kick returner. So just he wears 27 duplicate number out here, but do not forget Nico Remigio. Sorry I left him on that group. Uh, ended at Fresno State, started his career at Cal. He's Matt McMullen. I want to remind you that our Defending the Kingdom podcast brought to you from here at training camp by Mosaic. Uh, they're fantastic in what they do in providing health care to uh, the four-state region. And they've been awesome here at camp every day for this team and for us. And then also by Ticketmaster. They're your new best friend. Incredible home schedule this year. One of the best in NFL history, not just Chiefs history. And then, of course, a lot of you now circle those road games uh, because you love to follow the Chiefs kingdom on the road. For Matt McMullen, I'm Mitch Holtis. We'll have another DTK from here in St. Joseph next week. But hang in there. Here we go. This team is uh, continuing to build to try to run it back in 2023. Ten, five, touchdown! Lock it down! And the celebration begins at Arrowhead.